Hey there, I am Heidi Powell and you have made it to Heidi's Lane. I am a mom of four beautiful kids, a health enthusiast, and an entrepreneur who, just like everybody else, is learning to navigate the joys, the grief, the love, the messes, and everything in between on this beautiful highway we call life. Now, nothing is off the table here in my lane, so I invite you to cozy up, grab a cup of coffee, join me right here on my couch for real, raw, vulnerable conversation that hopefully helps you learn and grow through this journey with me. I am so grateful you are here. Welcome to Heidi's Lane. You've made it to episode one of Heidi's Lane. Heidi's Lane. Lane is my actual last name. It's something we'll discuss in a future podcast episode. Um, Powell is how you know me. Uh, Thank you, first and foremost, for being here. It is very, very much an honor, and I am humbled. And um, there's a slight feeling of unworthiness to have you listening to this. Um. And actually, that is the reason why this podcast, which has been in talks for a long time, and I've already pre-recorded six episodes. So six of the episodes that will come next, at least, maybe four, I might cut out two of them, but six of four to six of the episodes coming next were recorded back in May, May, April, May, June, when inspiration for this podcast was so strong. I knew it was at the time what God wanted me to do. It was so clear. I was on fire and something happened around June that brought this whole thing to a screeching halt. And what happened is fear crept in. Um, I don't even know that I could pinpoint what fear I had, but fear of doing something new, potentially fear of, um, my podcast, not being a thing that actually helps people fear of, well, what if I launch this thing and I can't keep up with what it requires with, you know, my new change of pace in life where I am focusing a lot less on work and giving 100% of my time that I'm with my kids to my kids. Um, Fear of, uh, to be honest, fear of being too much. And I think a lot of people listening to this right now can relate to that because as I've opened up about my fear of being too much, I realize I'm not the only one. Fear of, do my words even matter? Fear of, I'm not Mel Robbins. Why would they want to listen to me? Right? I mean, all of these insecurities. And what's interesting is the more fear, um, the the more fear I experienced, the more fear I let uh, dictate me is what I'll say. Um, the more I shut off from the world. So I recorded April, May, June. And it was amazing. And then it was like July hit. And we did a lot of traveling with the kids. And because I was pulled away with the kids quite a bit, I was a little more isolated from the world and social media and the idea of uh, my inspiration, right? Which was to do this podcast. Um, 
I ended up uh, August. I retreated a little bit. It was like the more I retreated, the more I isolated, the more fear I had. And the more fear I had, the more I isolated. And in August, I actually went off social media. August, September, I went off for nearly a month um, because I think I was so crippled with fear of how I could show up in the world and actually matter that I decided that I didn't matter and I didn't need to show up in the world, um, which is ridiculous because I would, we all matter. Every single person listening to this matters and you have a voice and you have something important to say. And I mean, I would tell anybody inspiration is from God or higher power or creator. And when we actually listen to the inspiration and we create from it, um, magic happens. And when we don't, like I had a friend say something and I'll get to it in a minute, but the way that I see it is inspiration is like a spark. It's like a, it's like a candle that's lit, right? It's a fire on the candle. So it's a little fire. And inspiration, when it's inside of us, when it comes, it is meant that fire, that light is meant to be brought out of us and brought forward to the world so that it can grow because that fire will grow, that light will grow. But when the inspiration or that fire is let kept inside of us, it literally burns a hole in us. And that's what was happening. So um, what's interesting is I don't think I knew that that was the reason I was feeling the way that I was. I just was not feeling well. And I started to, over the last month, develop again what felt like anxiety. So the same kind of anxiety that I uh, struggled with a year ago. And um, I've only struggled with it (laughs) two times in my life. Last August, September. This August, September, which is kind of crazy and wild. And anxiety for me comes with symptoms that are manifested and create physiological symptoms that I create in my body that make me feel ill or sick or not well, unwell. Um, Last year, it landed me in the hospital. I'm not going to lie. This year, it landed me in many doctor's appointments. And I think last year's was a little different. This year, I think with having Dave pass in February, um, I'll be honest, there's been a lot of grief. There's been a lot of sadness. There's been a lot of highs. There's been a lot of lows. I do feel like I'm in a... um, great place with how I care for myself. I'm in a great place with how I communicate with God for once. We get into that in future episodes. Um, I, I do know though that death is a really frightening thing for me. And, uh, just like when my dad had passed 12 years ago, I, um, now since February 11th, 2023. Um, I've been in a place of, I would call it an existential crisis, but I don't know that it's a crisis. It's an existential awareness, an awareness of my mortality, like a real awareness that life as we know it 
does end for all of us. And I think so many of us, myself included, um, are so scared of that, um, that we almost run away from it and we don't look at it. We don't want to think about it. We don't want to talk about it. Um, and so I've kind of been on a quest where I'm trying to reframe it for me and not be as scared of it. And for me, part of that process and that journey comes through making sure I'm living the most fulfilled life and most fulfilled for me is inside of my home with my family. Um, but it's been scary because inside of my home with my family does in some ways, uh, pull me out of the world, which is where for years and years I felt valuable. I felt, um, loved. I have, you know, there are people that I have loved and I do love you guys. And so to pull that out of my life and be more in my home has been a big challenge for me and the fulfillment and the moments with my kids. Oh my gosh, you guys, they are better than ever. And they're beautiful. And the depth of my relationship with my kids and our ability to open up and to talk, um, about things that we, I don't know that I would have had the space or created the space for my kids to be as open and deep with me as they are now that is unmatched. And so I wouldn't change that for the world. And also it's been a little bit hard being pulled out of my purpose or choosing to step out of my other purpose, right? So my number one purpose is my kids and my family, but to step out of my other purpose that brought me so much comfort and so much joy and so much love and fulfillment, right? And excitement. And um, it's been hard because I, I've never really known how to be inside of work or passion like this and to not be all in, you know, and all in makes it challenging for me to be the kind of mom that I want to be. I think I was a great mom before, um, but I want to be a better mom. And we all have things, I have things I need to work on as well. And I always have, but that's another story for another day. Um, but the more into mom role I got, the more I retreated, I think the more exhausted I was, honestly, I have had days <laughs> since June is when I, oh, now it's clicking. June is when I decided I did not want house help. I didn't want a nanny. I didn't want anyone to run my kids around. I was going to do it all myself, which I have loved every minute of it. And <laughs> I have been freaking tired at the end of every day. Like I am more exhausted by 2 p.m., <laughs> that's not even the end of the day. I'm more exhausted by 2 p.m. every day now than I was by 2 a.m. before when I had someone around the house helping me with running the kids around and making dinner so I didn't have to do it so I could just enjoy it with the kids, um, running errands for me, uh, getting my cars washed, whatever it was, um, <laughs> doing my laundry. When I had someone doing all of that, uh, and, and helping manage my kids' schedules. I felt like I could tackle the world. I was showing up everywhere in work and, you know, showing up for my community and for the world on social media. And like when the kids, when I got to spend my time with the kids and then I'd lay my head on my pillow at like midnight, go to sleep, feel up, wake, you know, wake up feeling refreshed at 6 a.m. And it's not that way now. Like now I am like tired. <laughs> I am tired. Um, 
So I, I, I stopped reporting, recording the podcast. I pulled away any idea of a launch date and I let fear of all of the things constrict me to the point where anxiety set in, physical ailments were present, and I decided I wasn't meant to do this podcast. And then what happened is I got sicker and sicker and saw more doctors and more doctors. I even had a hard time swallowing for the past um, few weeks. It's been really an interesting thing, you guys. I'm, I'm embarrassed to tell you this, but I'm also telling you this because I want you to know that anxiety is real. Anxiety is real. And I believe that our anxiety is trying to tell us something. And for me, what anxiety was trying to tell me um, was that I was meant for more than I was actually doing because of fear. Let me take a drink, hold. I had a friend who recently sent me a voice note and the note, the, the quote she gave me was from John Acuff. And she said, fear gets a voice, but fear does not get a vote. And then she told me, cause I had said, you know, I just, one of my fears is I'm not Mel Robbins. Who's going to listen to me? And she was like, you're not Mel Robbins. You'll never be Mel Robbins. You weren't meant to be Mel Robbins. You are Heidi Lane, the one and the only Heidi Lane. And what you have to say in however you say it is what the world needs to hear. And then she went on to say, if this podcast, Heidi, helps just one person, if one person hears your words and is positively impacted and their life is shifted because of what you say, then it will have been worth it. And I was like, oh yeah, that's what I used to operate by was that. And then something shifted and I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's not having, you know, a, a male behind me, if I'm being honest, Dave, I, and I know many women who have dealt with this, who kind of have felt the same. I've always had a male next to me, Chris, for, I mean, my dad, Chris, Dave, right? And Dave was my biggest believer. And so to not have him has been interesting and hard. And to do this on um, my own has been really scary because it's like, what if I do it wrong? And then I'm like, what are you talking about, Heidi? You tell people all of the time, the only way to do something wrong is to not do it at all or to try and do it like somebody else, right? When this is meant to be done as me. Um, so back to the swallowing. Uh, I, <laughs> You guys... I don't know if I want to tell you the depth of sickness that I thought I was, that I thought I was. I literally thought myself so sick. I'll tell you, I ended up going to the hospital because I, I truly was having physiological symptoms that I could not explain. Okay. And this was just last week. I could hardly eat. Like I was like, what is happening to me? I, and I'm of course web MDing it, which is the absolute worst thing you can possibly do. Don't ever web MD anything because automatically upon the first Google search, you're going to know, you're going to believe you have cancer and everything in the world, right? 
<laughs> and that you're dying tomorrow. And that's how I felt. I truly felt like I was dying and I did not stop my routine. So through this, one thing I remember from last year through this anxiety, which anxiety for me uh, comes with depression. So I would, I, 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 I don't have anxiety. I don't have depression. I am Heidi and I experience anxiety occasionally. And I was experiencing depression. And I can say was now because there was an incremental point where all of this shifted for me. Um, but throughout it, throughout the whole thing, I knew, okay, Heidi, stick with your routine. Every single morning I wake up, I added a few things too. Thanks to Chris Powell, my ex, who um, was aware of what was happening. I, he and I, he was helping me through it. Actually, he would talk me off of a ledge some days and um, really he would just talk some peace into me. Um, but be, thanks to Chris, I added sunlight exposure in the morning. So every single morning I wake up, I go for a walk around my neighborhood. I get sunlight exposure. I try and look not directly into the sun, but I try to open my eyes so the sun can get into my retinas, um, which there's been a lot of research on how great that is for you. I then go after I get the kids ready, I go do my workout every single morning at the same time at the same gym. I do my cold plunging. I do my sauna. I do my breath work. I amped up the breath work over this past week because I'm like, I need something. And I know my nervous system, when I'm feeling that agitation, I know without a shadow of a doubt, the one thing I can always, 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 always count on is a combination of prayer, meditation, and breath work. Without a shadow of a doubt, that always works. So I did a class on last Friday. I did a class on Monday. I did a class on Wednesday this week. Today is Saturday, okay? And in the classes, I have a new epiphany. I have a new revel like a revelation every single time. And in addition, I have peace. I have calm. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Well, Tuesday this week, I got an outreach from a friend that I did not see until Wednesday. This friend, her name is Kira Brinton. Um, who you're going to meet in future episodes. So this sweet friend of mine, I'm not going to go too far into who she is, besides she is one of my absolute dearest friends. She's one of the most magnetic, beautiful souls I've ever met. And she recorded and has been a humongous part of why this podcast exists. She even recorded the first four episodes with me, six episodes, but four that will come out. As like a security blankie. <laughs> You're going to fall in love with her. Let me just tell you that because it's impossible not to be in her energy and just to be <sighs> enveloped in it and to be activated and have everything magnified. Anyway, Kira, I look at my phone on Wednesday. I went to go text her about something. I don't remember. And I realized she had sent me a message on Tuesday. So the day prior and her message said, Hey, I just got a prompting from God and you need to get your ass going on that podcast. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to reply to her. This was Wednesday morning. Cause I'm like, I'm not doing the podcast. I don't have the heart to tell her. I know we're rec we recorded all of these episodes, but I'm not meant for that. <laughs> I meant to be home. I don't know how to juggle all of it. I'm so busy. And I needed to reply to her about something. So I replied to her. Or I, I text her about something that I was like, Hey, listen, about the podcast, Kira, I want to do it, but I have, I'm so busy. And I didn't tell her I was busy going to doctors and trying to figure out what was wrong with me. 
because <laughs> I was on weeks with my kids. I was with my kids. And then weeks without, it was like doctor's appointment. I mean, it, yeah. Um, and there's some embarrassment and some, some shame telling you this, but I was so scared of dying that I was not living. Like I was so scared of dying that I was actually dying. <laughs> if that makes sense, I believe you can allow fear to cripple you, fear of death to cripple you so much that you begin to die. You guys, I was dying and I was sad and I wasn't showing up on social for a reason. And I even had some people reply when I finally did. And they're like, are you okay? You seem sad. And what's interesting, I couldn't make sense of all this. Okay. Because I've spent months doing so much work on myself, even going to a retreat, a no phone, a no computer retreat. And I'm like, man, maybe this is just the depth that comes after digging up so much inside of me, right? It, it's like, it's that whole line I've said before, the silence, the silence scares me because it screams the truth. It's a line from a pink song. And where I previously had busy, 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 busy. Now, um, I didn't have busy. And so these crazy worries and insecurities, I mean, I was having insecurity, you guys, of my hair loss more so than ever. My hair has not freaking changed. If anything, it's getting better. But I mean, I was crippled with fears over the last few weeks of losing my hair. And then I was crippled with fears of aging and what that would mean for my ability to maintain muscle and provide to this world. And okay, well, what else, what's going to, and then it led to these things, what's going to happen in my body, right? And oh my gosh, is it happening already? Am I okay? Doctor's appointment, doctor's appointment, hospital, holy moly. And so I text Kira back and the, hey, I said, I'm, you know, I've been really busy. I don't know that I can do this podcast right now. Um, and I just, I said, to be honest, I'm just trying to stay afloat and I'm going to breath work when I can. I'm just trying, I'm trying to make it through today. That's actually what I said to her. And she replied and said, Hey, Heidi, I want to let you know that I can hear it in your voice. She was very bold. You had inspiration from God to do this podcast. You had inspiration from God to do this podcast, to get it out to the world, to have it be the thing. And she said, I was there. I experienced the same inspiration. I get nothing from telling you to get this thing out, but I'm letting you know that creation, that inspiration from God that is still sitting inside of you is killing you. She said, you sound like you are dying. And I believe you are dying because you are not living your purpose because that it, you're not allowing that creation to come out to the world. So what do I need to do? She said, I have news for you 
but you are always going to be busy. She said, you have been busy since I met you 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. You've never not been busy. You were busy when you were running challenges. You were busy when you were doing a TV show. You were busy. Now you're a mom and you are busy filling your time. She said, if you put a podcast in there, which is a creation that you already declared to the world and that you already have been asked by God to bring forward to the world, if you put a podcast on your plate, you're going to be the same busy, but you're going to fit that podcast in. And she said, I'm letting you know, if you don't allow this to come out, you are as good as dying because your soul is not living. She said, you are meant to create Heidi Lane. You are meant to create and you are meant to heal. And I heard her and I was like, oh man, I got to let her know how bad this is. I actually decided to let her in on the severity of how everything was. I said, it's bad. Um, I said, I actually feel like I'm in a place equivalent to last year. Um, I don't feel great. And I don't know that now is the time for me to do this is what I said to her. And I said, I feel like the more I try to heal myself and pull away from the world, the less healed I feel. And I explained to her, I believe I've never dealt with insecurities this big. We've all had, we all have insecurities, but never like this. And I think what happened, I explained to her, is that I don't have my medicator. These insecurities have always been there. Maybe I've always been insecure about my hair. Maybe I've always been insecure about certain things on my body or my health, but I've been so busy that I've never had the space to uh, feel them, right? They've never come forward. I've never had space to care enough <laughs> about my hair because it's like, I've, I, there's that quote that says, Mother Teresa doesn't give a shit about her thighs touching because she's busy saving the world or something like that. And it's true. Like Heidi Powell didn't give a shit about her hair loss because she was busy saving lives, right? Heidi Powell didn't give a shit about her face, really. <laughs> well, I did wear filters back in the day, but I was so busy saving lives, changing lives, helping people achieve their best that I did not give a shit. And with time to give a shit, it spiraled. So I gave her a peek into that. And then I went into breath work. Okay. I still was not sold on this podcast. I was like, wow, she's dead on because I am dying inside. I can't freaking believe she's, you know, this dead on. The same day, I also got a, my, the guy that is going to be cutting these episodes. His name is, I'm not going to give you his name <laughs> just in case he doesn't want it out there, but he couldn't get me over email for the past two months. And so he decided that same day to reach out to me over DM. And he's like, hey, what's up? Let's get this podcast out. I have your episodes. Let's do this. So here I have <laughs> all of these people dragging me through the finish line. And my damned fear is like, nope, like heels in front of me, heels, heels, heels in front of me. It's like I'm doing everything to not... get it out there. I've never felt resistance this strong in my life with anything. And I don't even get it. I don't understand it. Um, but I go into breath work that night and I'm, again, I'm still not 
planning on doing the podcast. I just want peace. That's all that I want. This is just Wednesday. Um, and I'm in the middle of uh, like the sixth round. I believe we did seven rounds of breathing. It was, it's beautiful. It's amazing. I see something new every single time. And in the middle of the sixth round, Jeremy, who was leading the class, um, the session, the journey, I'll call it, he starts speaking to me. <laughs> I mean, at least I felt that way. I'm sure everyone in that room felt that way. But it's this beautiful dark room and he we're doing these breathwork sessions that man, the breathwork alone is absolutely magical and healing. And it takes you to another planet. It is like a chemical free high. I will say, no, your brain produces the chemicals that create a high and it actually eases your nervous system. So I'm already there. I'm feeling it. And I'm thinking, God, how can I feel this all the time? Like, how can I feel this peace all the time? And then he goes into this meditation or these words where he's saying, you are meant to create. He's literally saying this to the room. You are meant to create whatever that creation is. It is meant for the world. It is not meant to sit inside of you. <laughs> Sorry. And I'm like, man, I don't know how I'm going to fit it in. I'm dying. I'm not feeling well. And then he goes on and just says, you are meant to heal. Like he's speaking to a room. But he said, you will be healed by healing others. And then I was like, man, so I'm in my head. I'm like, I, this is a sign. I need to do the podcast. After that, I started thinking, okay, what if, what if all of these ailments and what if this anxiety is actually the result of me not bringing forth something that I am meant to do? What if I had such a clear call from God? Cause I did. <laughs> I did. And what if me saying no to him <laughs> was literally like <laughs> me saying no to life, you know? I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> But here's what I'll say. Gosh. Gosh, guys, I'm sorry. And also, I'm glad you're getting to see <laughs> that even I struggle and have insecurity. Anyway, I sat in that meditation and I then, um, all of, gosh, <laughs> it's been a hard year and I miss Dave. 
And I feel like during a time like this, I'll get back to my story, I promise. My story of breath work. But during a time like this, I all I needed were his words to say, you're going to be great at this because he was so complimentary. And all it took was him saying it and I believed it. And it's been a... real challenge sorry <laughs> believing it with my words but I also believe this is what God wants me to learn right now I believe he wants me to learn how to activate myself no what he wants me to learn is how to allow him to activate me and I'm learning. <laughs> Back to breath work. <laughs> um, after I got emotional and thought, oh my gosh, I think I need this podcast. I think I need to do it. It's time. I didn't say I think. I said it's time. It's time to do the podcast. And then I thought, what if doing this podcast heals my throat and my swallowing, which is crazy. Sorry for the F word, but it just is. <laughs> but you hear of things like that. And I was like, what if the reason I'm swallowing, having trouble swallowing and I'm choking is because there are words that need to come out. And I'm like, Again, who cares about my words? <laughs> it's this whole thing. I'm arguing with God in the middle of breath work, but my words don't matter. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to do this. It's time. Kira's right. I'm hearing her words and I'm feeling good. I'm feeling not good. I'm feeling this is right. And at the end, we're laying there after the seventh round of breath. <laughs> And I decide to um, ask for help from the only person who I knew can, know can help me through everything, and it's God. And I laid there and I said a prayer that sounded something like, God, please help me. Please help me know for certainty what I'm supposed to do right now. Um, please help me know if this is fear. Give me a sign. Show me what I need to see. And also, please heal me because I don't want to live another day in this kind of fear and sadness. And I lay there for a bit and I open my eyes and I sit up because I'm having a brainstorm of this, what this first intro podcast is going to be. <laughs> And it, I right away at the top, it says straight out of bed. And this is straight out of bed. This isn't going to be pretty. I'm not, I don't have a stitch of makeup on. I have my progressive lenses on. I don't have my hair done. It's greasy. I mean, if you look at the back, you can see the calyx and the spots, the spots that are very thin and I'm very insecure about. And 
I knew that this episode needed to be not pretty because all the other ones, I got my makeup on, I got my hair done, I'm dressed, but this one needed to be not pretty because sometimes life is not pretty. And I think sometimes in the past, especially maybe I did everybody a disservice. I did myself a disservice by showing up pretty and showing up filtered and showing up predominantly happy when I wasn't always. And I did myself a disservice because it created a mask and almost a character that I had to uphold. And I think I was so damn busy. I don't even think I realized I was upholding character, right? I was just going. I wasn't feeling. I was I was thinking and I was going. Now I'm feeling, <laughs> trying to think less. Um, and I was doing the world a disservice because I was giving a um, false appearance maybe of what life really is. Um, I wouldn't have wanted to follow me back then, if I'm being honest. So I see people now where I'm like, I can't follow this person because they're literally, there's not anything wrong with them that they show. I can't relate because there's shit wrong with me. <laughs> I'm human. And if you're human, there's shit wrong with you. And, and I don't want to say wrong. Um, there's humanness happening with you is the right way to say it. There's humanness. Um, so anyway, I'm brainstorming how this episode's not going to be pretty. And I don't know how it's going to look. I'm just jotting a few notes down. I had just jotted explaining. I was jotting down the reason why I haven't launched this yet. And grief of Dave is very big very big. Um, it's not an excuse. And I'm, I'm allowing myself the space to have gone to where I did. Um, but it's time. It's time to move forward. Um, I feel like I've missed out on this year. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's been a blur. I don't know where eight months have gone. I'm typing this. And then I hear in the dark someone go, Heidi, and I look up, I'm still in breath work, back to the story. I'm in breath work. I'm typing the notes that, that after I prayed, to, I've prayed to God, I had this thing coming to me. I prayed to God, I'm top, typing my notes, my inspiration. And I hear someone go, Heidi. And I look up and it's this sweet woman and her 10-year-old daughter. And she said, I'm Kira Polson, Kira Brinton's best friend. I can't believe this is you. And I'm like, I literally look at her. I'm like, what? I said, I just had a moment in my breath work that was guided by something Kira told me. I pulled out my phone to type notes. I forgot to mention this. Kira had texted me in the middle of breath work. And as I'm typing these notes that were the result of her lighting a fire under my ass and having a come to Jesus moment with myself and with God, I opened my eyes to a woman who is Kira Britton's best friend. And I'm like, this is insane. I, and I'm thinking in my head, I just prayed to God to show me for certainty, show me a sign that this is what I'm supposed to do. And then she said this, she got emotional and she said, I don't know 
why I'm telling you this, but I am. I saw you lay down in breath work, Heidi. And all I could think about was you the entire time. She said, I don't think, and I was trying to be present with my thoughts, get back to it because I'm doing breath work for me. But all I could think about was you. And she said, the entire time I was thinking, I don't know if Heidi knows the impact she makes. And she looked at me and said, I think you know, but I don't think you really know. And she started crying and I started crying. And then she said, and also your podcast was so big on my mind the whole time. When are you launching it? And then I started just crying. And I'm like, I just asked God to show me a sign. And he has shown me many from Kira to my video guy, to the breathwork vision, to this woman, Randy is her, Randa, Randa, (laughs) Randa is her name to Randa um, and the words that she said. And I left going, okay, this is it. Randa and I exchanged information. She said, I don't know um, if you have support here in Arizona, but I will be here to support and have you press record on that introductory video, um, that introductory podcast, which is what's happening right now. And she said, but I don't even know you and I know it's a thing you need to do. So here I am. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three days later. And let me tell you, since I made the bold declaration and commitment to God and to Kira and to Randa and to the important people in my life, that I was indeed recording this podcast today on Saturday and that I was indeed setting a date and getting it out there. I am not kidding you right now. Every single ailment that I was feeling has dissipated. I can very effectively swallow my food. I do not think I'm dying anymore. And quite the contrary, I have been so full of life and energy and purpose and confidence and thoughts like, what the hell was I doing letting the idea of my thinning hair stop me from feeling worthy? How was I letting that stop me from feeling worthy of being in this world as a face? What also came to me, I didn't mention this, in the middle of that breathwork session, I realized I am created by God to share. And that through my sharing, I not only heal other people, but I also in turn heal me. And the more I keep my gifts inside, the more I am slapping God in the face and the more I will die. And I believe that goes for every single person listening. The more we keep our gifts hidden, the more we keep our our light hidden. Uh, the, the stronger the fire burns in us to the point that it will kill us. And I, at least our soul, right? Because a life 
uh, where we are just existing is not a life worth living. We're basically dying. Um, so here I am, <laughs> I'm recording this and I'm, I could be doing it wrong, <laughs> but I'm doing it. And I think I, what I want everyone to get from this, well, I want you to get from this, what you're meant to get. Cause I believe 100 people could be listening to this podcast at the same time. And all 100 of you all are going to get something different from it because where you're at in your life and what resonates with you is going to be very different than what resonates with somebody else. So, um, I know for me though, um, my biggest thing that I'm getting out of this is, uh, knowing that I am capable of doing things on my own and that I don't need things to be perfect to have them come forward. And that's, I, it, it's, it's an ego thing. I've had a, some major awakenings lately, especially over this dark period of time that the insecurities are very much ego related. And I've experienced a death of so many things in my life that I believed my value was in. And with the death of those things from Dave, right? My relationship with Dave, to literal death, to death of uh, my businesses as I know them. So I could be home more to a lot of different things that I'm not going to go into. Um, the thing that is, is loud that I'm needs is on its way out, um, is my ego. It's my caring how I look so much that I allow it to stop me from being the brightest light that I meant to be. Um, so yeah, I'm still working on that. I am a work in progress. I think we all are. And, you know, ego is also the thing that had, it, it's the fear of not looking good with this podcast coming out. And I hope this just gives you all permission to do it anyway, no matter how scared you are. And to remember that fear gets a voice, but fear does not get a vote. It's a John A. Cuff quote. I absolutely love it. And then the thing too that I want to remind you guys of is just like Susan, my friend told me, you're not Mel Robbins. You're not Heidi Lane, right? You're not meant to be Mel Robbins or Heidi Lane Powell. You are you uniquely and divinely designed as exactly who you are for a purpose that you may or may not know. And the more we can accept this and the more we can live into and share the gifts, the more fulfilled and bright and confident and beautiful and bold of a life we'll live. Know that I say that from a place of needing to hear it myself. Um, these are my post-its that actually say this and they will go on my mirror with my other affirmations. Um, so I don't know what it is in you, right? I don't know what fear is stopping you, but there's more than likely, or there's more than likely something, something that's stopping you from living your best life, something that's stopping you from creating, something that's stopping you from doing what you're meant to do. But I invite you in this first podcast, um, 
to identify what that fear is. Is it fear of death? Is it fear of not looking good? Is it fear of being laughed at? Is it fear of what is it? Is it fear of failing financially? I invite you to look at that fear and, and understand that the more you allow that fear to have a vote, right? My voice is okay. The more you allow it to have a vote in who you are and who you're not showing up as every day, the more you are allowing it to dictate your misery. Again, note to self. Um, so yeah, we have more podcasts coming out. <clears throat> of course we do. <laughs> uh, this is episode one. And it was intended to explain to you why um, these might appear out of order. Because what we're going to be jumping into next episode, you're going to hear <laughs> pre-recorded. Uh, I didn't know what to, it was like. This is the first episode. Kira's there. I don't know what to name this thing. It has since been named. The uh, podcast is Heidi's Lane with Heidi Powell. And the idea over time is to transition it to where you all only know me as Heidi Lane. <laughs> but we didn't know, right? Um, we've since figured a lot of things out. I do believe after listening to the next episodes that I've already recorded, there is value in what I say and what Kira says. There is relatability. They are things at the time that I was going through in my life that I believe will help and will heal. And it's time to get it out from my memory card and into the world. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I love you. I really appreciate you being here with me. I really appreciate your patience and your kindness and your love that you've given to me over the years. Um, and some of you, some of you maybe are new. I don't know, but I just appreciate that you were here listening to this. Um, I appreciate your patience as I figure this thing out. And I do have plans for this. I do know that um, what you can count on from me, whether it's I have a guest on or it's Kira or it's me solo, um, you can count on raw vulnerability here. Uh, because I believe that... Um, you all need to see the parts of me that maybe are hard for me so that you know that if I struggle and I can do it, that means you and your struggles can do it too. Um, all right, guys, I love you. And until next time. Mwah. Thanks for joining me on Heidi's Lane as we navigate this amazing and often humbling highway of life together. As always, it's been such a joy to have you here with me. And I hope that through our conversation today, you found at least one gold nugget or one thing that resonates with you that you can use in your life to help you live a life you love. Because each day truly is a gift. I appreciate you being here. I see you, I hear you, I love you. Until next time, I am Heidi.